0: Many people start off loving God, excited about, about the Lord, but later grow cold sometimes, and sometimes walk away from God. Why does this happen? Because they didn't set, their heart, set it in their hearts to, to seek the Lord. They didn't set it in their hearts to follow the Lord. You know, have you decided to seek the Lord? Have you decided to follow the Lord? The word decide in Latin means to cut off. It means to cut off. Caught off any other direction, any other option, any other possibility. That's what the word decide means. So I ask again, have you decided to seek the Lord? Oh my goodness, the pressure. The pressure, oh, I hate Dave, I hate Dave, can't, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) oh boy, how's everyone doing this morning, amen, amen, all right, so like, have you ever had one of those days where, or one of those times where uh, you forgot something, you knew something, but then you forgot it, then you remembered, then you forgot that you remembered, and then you like remembered that you forgot that you remembered and all that stuff, and then you prepared and you got ready and everything like that. You thought you were good, you planned and everything, and it didn't really work out the way you wanted because uh, that was like my, uh, um, my daylight savings time today. I knew all week that it was daylight savings. Prepared, I was like, okay, yeah, I knew what I was gonna do. I had it in my mind set to do what I was gonna do this morning and didn't quite happen. Didn't quite happen, because I forgot. And then I remembered, and then I forgot. Then I remembered and yeah, didn't really work out that great, so. But God is good, amen? Amen. So we're reading. We're still reading through Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and uh, uh, we're going to we're going to learn something from there today. Hopefully, although there's a lot of pressure because of Dave. Love that guy. Anyway, why don't you want you open up your Bibles with me to uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Second Chronicles twenty-seven. I'm going to read one to six. Oh. All right. Everyone there? Okay. All right. It'll be back. It'll be behind me anyway, so it doesn't really matter, right? So Jotham was uh, 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. His, mother na- his mother's name was uh, Jerusha, 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 daughter of Zadok. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Uzziah had done. But unlike him, he did not enter the temple of the Lord. The people, however, continued to correct, it continued their corrupt practices and Jotham rebuilt the upper gate of the temple of the Lord and did extensive work on the wall at the hill of, of Ophel. He built towns and city in, in, in the hills, country of Judah and forts and towers in the wooded areas. Jotham waged war against the king of the, of, of the Ammonites and conquered them. That year, the Ammonites paid him a 100 talents of silver, 10,000 cords of wheat, and 10,000 cords of barley. The Ammonites bought him the same amount also in the second and third years. Jotham grew powerful because he walked steadfastly before the Lord his God, amen, amen. You know, the scriptures say that Jotham became powerful or mighty. You know, how many, how many people do you think, how many of you guys think we should desire that as believers? Just one, two, two, maybe three, four. Okay. Right? It's so, like, and all of us should be all of us as believers, as believers of God. Uh You know, we should, char- should want to be characterized as mighty in the Lord. We should, wa- should want to be characterized as mighty in the Lord. And I'm not talking about, you know, Mighty Mouse or, you know, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers or, you know, the Mighty Ducks, whatever. It doesn't really matter. I'm not talking about any of that stuff. I'm talking about, you know, mighty in the Lord. And what do you think mighty means? Mighty means strong and potent. Forceful, vigorous—that's what mighty is. You know, Ephesians six ten it says we, we are commanded to be strong in the Lord and mighty, in, in the in, in the, uh, strong in the Lord and his and in his mighty power. That's what Ephesians six says. This means that this means mighty in the Holy Spirit. We're to be potent, like salt in the world like yeast penetrating the whole lump of dough concentrated pure that's what we're to be we're to be. we're to be forceful you know matthew 11:12 talks about you know the violent takes takes it by force talking about the kingdom of god you know in daniel 11:32 it says but the people who, who know their god will display strength and take action powerful influential eager zealous. That's what we're supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be vigorous, vigorous. You know, I don't think anyone can, you know, describe me as being vigorous, but I don't know. (laughs) I'm like pretty laid back and slow, but, uh, but, you know, we're supposed to be casting off the world's influence and full of energy. That's where we're supposed to be, vigorous, pulling down strongholds and turning the world upside down. That's who, that's who we're supposed to be. We need to have the life of God flowing in our lives. That's who we're supposed to be. And we can see evidence of Jotham, that, that Jotham, Jotham was mighty. In, 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 in the fact that, you know, he rebuilt and extended Jerusalem in the temple of the Lord. These are things that he did. He fought against Rezan and the Arameans and, and Pekah of Israel. He defeated the Ammonites. And received a massive tribute from them. He did some mighty things. But how, do we, how did he become mighty? How did he become mighty? Jotham became mighty in the Lord because of three things. He had a good foundation. Jotham had a good foundation. He developed his character. And he set his heart to follow the Lord. He set his heart to follow the Lord. So I want to talk about today being mighty in the Lord. I guess that's my title, right? So first, he had a good foundation. You know, he had a prophetic mother, right? right? You know, his mother, uh, her, uh, Jerusha, Jerusha, right? It means one that possesses the inheritance. She was a great-great-granddaughter of Zadok, the priest. Zadok, Zadok, whatever. But who was he? Who was Zadok? Zadok's line, unlike Eli's line, was faithful to protect the true worship of God at the temple in times when the Israelites as a nation backslid into idolatry. You know, he was David's close friend and supporter. You know... Dotham's mother was, was not only physically descended from Zadok, but even more so, she carried the prophetic spiritual heritage of him as well. So he had an awesome, he had a great mom, right? But he also had an awesome father. The Bible says that King Uzziah did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in, in, in the fear of the Lord. Uzziah defeated the Philistines and, and 20 other nations. He built war machines and refortified Judah and, and Jerusalem. You know, these are things that he did. These are his, these are Jotham's foundation. That's what he had, you know, uh, 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 growing up. This is who raised him. So, but what about your foundation? Some of you may or may, may not have had Christian parents. You may have been brought up. You may have been an orphan or even have bad parents, for that matter. But don't let that stop you. We can't let that stop us. But you still can be mighty in the Lord if you build your life, your foundation, uh, on, your life on God's foundation. That's what you can do. You know, in First in Corinthians 3, 311, it says, "'For no man can lay a foundation "'other than the one which, which is laid, "'which is Jesus Christ.'" Jesus Christ is our foundation. So if you get full of the Holy Spirit and, and full of God's word and full of Jesus, you will have a good foundation. You will definitely have a good foundation. You know, Watchman Nee, um, I've been reading some of his books, but uh, he told a, a story about a new con, a convert who came to see him in deep distress. And, and he said, no matter, and the guy came up to him, he said, "No matter how much, no matter how hard I try, no matter how much I pray... I simply cannot seem to be faithful to my lord. I think I'm losing my salvation. So again he said, "Do you, do you see this dog over here?" He pointed to his dog. He says, "Here's my dog. He's my dog. He's house trained. You know, he never makes a mess. He's obedient. He is pure. He's a delight to me." He said, "Out in the kitchen though, I have a son." <laughs> right? He's a baby son. He makes a mess. He throws his food around. He fouls his clothes. He's a total mess. He's a total mess. But who's going to inherit my kingdom? My mother. Right. Who's, going to, who's going to inherit my kingdom? Not my dog. My son is my heir. You are heirs with Jesus Christ because it is for you that he died. Amen? We are heirs in Christ, not through our perfection, but by his grace. we We might think we're not good enough, and we're right, right? You're right, you're not good enough. But we need to remember that it's by his grace that we are saved and build our foundation on him and not on anything or anyone else. Amen? Amen. So we need to build our foundation on the Lord. You know, he also, he, number, number one, he had a good foundation. Number two, he developed his character. You know, many of us uh, have lives that are out of control. You know, one lady was filling out a police report and about a car, about her car accident. And she said, I was backing out of my garage and lost sight of my driveway and got on the lawn. And I went across the lawn through the, through the hedge, knocked over a garbage can, and then knocked over the mailbox. And then, she said, I went down over the curb and hit the neighbor's car. Then, she said, I lost control. (laughs) Right? Many of us have lives that are out of control and don't even know it. Jotham had his life under control in the Lord. So we need to have our, our, our lives under control in the Lord. You know, so he did that because he learned from others' mistakes. He learned from others' mistakes. Jotham Jotham learned from the mistake of his father. Excuse me. From the mistake of his father. When Uzziah had become a successful king, he became prideful. He became prideful. Uzziah conceived the idea that he could take take on, on himself the role of priest as well as king. He put on priestly garments took up a sacred censer and entered the, te- the temple itself in order to offer incense to the, in the holy place. A group of, you know, priests, you know, gathered to rebuke him. And as they did, leprosy broke out on his forehead. And since, he couldn't, they, since, since that would defile the temple, you know, the priests rushed him out. They rushed him out of the temple. You know, he had to vacate the throne and live the rest of his life in seclusion. What a punishment, what a punishment. But Jotham developed the fear of the Lord because he had seen the miracle judgment of God that fell on his father. He saw what other people had, what, what someone else had done. He, he saw what his father had done that wasn't pleasing to the Lord and said, hey, I'm not gonna do that. You know, I'm not gonna do that. He learned from his father's mistakes. When he took the throne at, 20, at, at the early age of 25, You know, he showed unusual humility at that time. He showed unusual humility. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. You know, he learned from others' mistakes, but he wasn't tainted. Also, he wasn't tainted by his culture. He also wasn't tainted by his culture because he lived in evil times, Right. right? Very evil times, just like we do today. He lived in evil times. We live in evil times. Get the picture? There's, like, evil times, like, all the time, right? Because of sin. Because of sin in the world. But he lived in evil times, and all the nations surrounding his were in gross idolatry. You know, the second verse, in this, the second verse here tells us that, you know, his own people continued to live corrupt lives. They continued to live corrupt lives. It's not easy for a person, even a king to live above their surroundings it's not easy my daughter and i were having this conversation the other day you know you know a lot of times we fall to the uh to the actions and and the behavior of the people around us you know rather than lift those people up right you know but jotham was spiritually healthy although he lived in a land that land that was consumed by evil you know Many, many Christians, young people, many Christian young people uh, don't know much about cultural resistance because they live in like a greenhouse of, of, of Christian parents. That's where they, that's where they live. That's where my kids live. I tr- trust me, I know, you know, and it, it makes it difficult, you know, for cultural resistance, you know, living in that living in that place. Other, other others of you, you know, know all too well what it's like to leave church. And to go into, into a spiritual cesspool, right? It's difficult to get, you know, not to be dragged down to the level of ungodly people. It's very difficult. But let me assure you, some of the strongest believers are those raised in adverse and unfavorable environments. You know, they got like iron in their, in their souls. Because they're strong. They're built up. You know, you know there was a... Um, there were some people who were, were on a tour at, at a prominent furniture factory. And the guy told the visitors, uh, notice the incredible waving, waving grain in the wood, right? It's the finest oak in, in the world. So like, do you know what caused the, intri- the intricate, intricately woven fibers to be so beautiful? That's what he asked. And, and he said, the guy, the guy told him that it was cut down from the mountainside you know, um, the, it was cut down from trees growing on the mountain sides, most exposed to contact with, with, with the storms. So that if, you, if the tree was on, this, on the side of a mountain, you know, that was being hit by storms all the time, that's where the tree, that's where, that's, those are the trees that they want to cut down. You know, the storm-tossed trees developed the closest and finest wood grains and most prized, the, the, the most prized cabinet makers wanted. They wanted these woods because they, it, the, the, the wood grain was so beautiful. But so it is with human life, right? In human life, the person who withstands the greatest adversity in the Lord gains the deepest and most beautiful character. They gain some really good character. Character isn't developed in isolation, but testing and conflict. When, you know, when we overcome, it gives, you know, it gives life its greatest beauty. That make sense? Amen. Amen. So he was like, he, was, he wasn't tainted by the culture. But he also prepared his way before the Lord. He set his heart to seek the Lord. And how do you do this? He cultivated godly friendships, right? That's one way. So while we were, well, well, <clears throat> there were many unfavorable, unfavorable, you know, circumstances to, uh, to, for Jotham, there was also um, one thing that was very helpful to him. There were some notable prophets living in Judah in his day. There are some notable people there. Isaiah, Hosea. All the Ayahs, right? Micah, you know, they they all must have known Jotham. They all must have known him because he was the king, right? He must have known them as well. You know, Uzziah even wrote a a biography about his father Uzziah, right? Which is mentioned in, in, uh, in 2 Corinthians 26. So Jotham must have known Isaiah. He must have known that guy. I wouldn't be surprised if Jotham, uh, if he often got away from, you know, the pressures of kingship in, 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 the, in court, right, and talked alone with, the, you know, these holy men of God. So the point of that is to cultivate Christian friendships. We need to cultivate Christian friendships. Find the most on-fire Christians you can, you can and, and stroke the fires of, of revival amongst yourselves. That's what we need to do. That's one thing that we need to do. But he also he walked steadfastly before the Lord. You now Joth, Jotham, it says in verse 6, that Jotham grew powerful because he walked steadfastly before the Lord his God. He was unwavering in his walk with the Lord. You know, the prophet I, Hosea compared our hearts to ground that's never been plowed or sown by a farmer. It's hard and unproductive. That's what Hosea said. He says in in, uh, Hosea 10, verse 12, it says, sow righteousness for yourselves. Sow for righteousness for you. Sow right. uh, Let me start over. Okay, I'll cut that out. No. (laughs) Um, It says, sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruit of unfailing love and break up your unplowed ground for it is time to seek the Lord until he comes and showers his righteousness on you. That's what Hosea 10 says. 12 says. In the, in the New Living Translation, it says, Plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. So preparing our hearts before, the, before God means we, we <clears throat> means we let the word of God and the Holy Spirit Break up our hearts like plows rip up the soil. That's what we need to do. We need to let the Holy Spirit, need to let the Word of God, need to let the Lord break up our hearts like a plow rips up the soil. Those with tender hearts repent of their sins and and turn to obey God. It means that we begin to do what pleases the Lord. We, We begin to do what pleases the Lord. You know, he prepared his heart, he set his heart, he fixed his heart. You know, last week, Dave, you know, shared about Rehoboam, Re- Rehoboam. I can never say that guy's name right. You know, Alex and I were talking about, about that on Thursday. He shared about, you know, him, you know, the son of Solomon, he was a king, you know. He did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the Lord. That's what it says in, in Second Chronicles uh 12, 12 14. That's what Dave read from last week. You know, people fall into sin because they have not prepared their hearts to seek the Lord. They have not set their set it in their hearts to seek the Lord. In the beginning of his reign, Rehoboam's heart was, was sensitive to the Lord. You no, know, he turned, he turned, he turned back battle, he turned back from battle simply because the prophet. Uh, who spoke to him, you know, in the name of the, because of a prophet that spoke to him in the name of the Lord. He turned away from battle then. However, his seeking of the Lord only lasted for three to the 17 years. It's three of the of the 17 years of his reign. Sound familiar? Does that sound familiar? Now many people start off loving God, excited about about the Lord but later grow cold sometimes, and sometimes walk away from God. Why does this happen? Because they didn't set, their heart, set it in their hearts to, to seek the Lord. They didn't set it in their hearts to follow the Lord. You know, have you decided to seek the Lord? Have you decided to follow the Lord? The word decide in Latin means to cut off. It means to cut off. Cut off any other direction, any other option. Any other possibility? That's what the word decide means. So I ask again, have you decided to seek the Lord? When we, have, when we set our hearts to seek the Lord, it is, it's, it's a deliberate effort over a prolonged period of time. It's not just for a month or a week or 40 days, cause we're doing, you know, Lent right now. It's not that, it's for a prolonged period. It's like, for the, it's for the rest of your life. How about that? Let's put it plain, it's for the rest of your life. It's For a long period of time. You know, the same Hebrew word used, you know, that was used here is, you know, translated as prepared. Here is also translated as or steadfast or fixed. Depending on your translation, you know, four times. It's translated four times in the Old Testament that way. You know, all spoken by David. In Psalm 57, 7, it says, My heart, O God, is steadfast. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. If David had not already fixed his heart on the direction of his life, you know... He would have given in to to the pressure to go back at different points in his life. Even when he sinned, even when he fell short, he could have just just said, well, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to do whatever. But no, he has said it in his heart that he was going to seek the Lord. So even though sin crept in, he repented and went back to seeking the Lord. Here are three, key, three uh, keys to settling our hearts, setting, setting our hearts, you know, to follow the Lord. We need to sell out completely to Christ. We need to set out, sell out completely to Christ. No reservations. No reservations. We need to develop our, our daily prayer and, and Bible reading and church connection, right? I mean, Christian connection. How about that? And we need to throw ourselves into, into serving the Lord. We need to serve the Lord. We need to make sure that that's what we're doing. Someone once said, you know, you're going to serve somebody, right? It may be the devil. It may be the Lord. You're going to serve someone. That's Bob Dylan. For all those who didn't know. But, uh, but yeah. So, are you willing to set your heart to hold fast to, the, to God? Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to be strong in the Lord and mighty in the Holy Spirit? Now, mighty means strong, potent, forceful, vigorous. That's what it means. Will you, uh, uh, will you allow God to make you strong in the Lord and in his mighty power? as it says in, in, in Ephesians six, ten, 10, full of the Holy Spirit. We're to be potent. Are you the salt of the earth? A light set on the hill. The leaven in the dough. Are you pure? Are you potent? Will you be forceful for God? Will you be forceful for God? only as a, as as the power of the lord flows through you because it says the violent take it by force will you be vigorous throwing off the world's influence being tough energetic pulling down the strongholds turning the world upside down for jesus Is that who you're going to be? We're called to be mighty. Called to be mighty in the Lord. So I want to challenge you today. Are you willing to be mighty for the Lord? Are you willing to take up the Lord? Seek the Lord. Not just today or these 40 days. But all your days and see the Lord work through you and do amazing things through you. All right, let's pray. It's short, but that's okay. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for your word, Lord, your strength, Lord. Lord, we need your strength and your power right now. Lord, please forgive us for not spending enough time in your presence and in your word. And in order to, you know, um, to experience the, 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 the power that is rightfully ours in Christ. We have this power available to us through your Holy Spirit that lives inside each and every one of us. Right now, right in this very moment. Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you will flood our lives with your manifest power. As we make time in your, for your spirit and make uh, your word a priority in our lives, Lord God. Thank you for more and more of your power uh, flooding and flowing in our lives. When the enemy comes with distractions to try and pull us away from following through or spending time with you, please, Lord, help us to submit to you and resist. Lord, make us mighty, Lord God, in your word. Lord, make us mighty, Lord God, in your Holy Spirit. So we just give you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.